Hello everyone, welcome to the Nice World Podcast. We have another outstanding episode for you. We have an ex-superstar footballer and now he is one of the biggest artists in the UK. It is the one and only Boogie Molly. What's going on, man? That was a nice intro, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, you doing, man? How I'm you doing? good, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure to be here, man. Thank you, man. We've been chasing you a very long time to try Yeah, you have. Show. It's my first podcast as well, so congrats. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, today we really want to get to know you, but before talking about who you are today, we want to know who you was before. Yeah. So tell us about your football career and how it started. Oh, man, football career, that's, uh, we have to go all the way back, man. We have to go all the way back. So um, I started playing um, football pretty much when I, uh, um, when we first moved to the UK mm-hmm. from France and um, I was maybe 10. And then um, I didn't really play for like a team or anything like that. I was only playing in school. Yeah. And then um, by the time I was 12, I, p- I got picked up by uh, Luton. For those who don't know, obviously I'm from Luton, so that's my own town. So um, I got picked up by Luton, um, started playing in the academy. And then, yeah, two years later, so when I was 14, um, I got picked up again by Liverpool. Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a... Ooh. That was a... Yeah, that was an interesting one. That was a good one too. That's a big jump. So, what position did you play? Striker. A striker. Well, no, no, no. I tell you, I, I was a um, midfielder. Yeah. And then I played one game up front because the striker got injured, and then they put me up front, and then that was it. Ever since then, I I became a striker, but I never wanted to be a striker. I always wanted to be a midfielder. The Yaya Toure type of. The Yaya Toure. Well, because I was bigger and taller than everybody. They're just like, yeah. You're gonna go up front. There you <laughs> yeah, go. That was People, that. you see, what I mean, that is already a disadvantage. He came to this country when he was like 14. He wants to be in about how tall was you when you was 14? Six foot. I'm the same height that I was. I am today. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like this is so unfair. Kids are like three foot tall. Exactly. He comes up here six foot. Six and, foot at the age of 12. <laughs> the age of 12. So when you was playing for Liverpool, like how was that for you? That must have been an amazing accomplishment. You know what I did now I'm looking back on it, yeah, it was, but obviously, um then you're just in the moment, you know what I'm saying? You're not mm-hmm. really trying to think too much outside of that. So I was pretty much just living in the moment, you know what I mean, playing and uh for Liverpool it didn't really like it didn't really hit as much, you know, it didn't really um yeah, I'd say that pretty much obviously looking back on it now is obviously completely different, obviously mm-hmm. a massive achievement, but um, back then, I was I I I just wanted to play football, man. That was that. So, nah, it was good. It was amazing. So, great experience, and yeah, here we are, man. So, when you was playing for, how long was you actually playing for them for? You know, I didn't even stay. You know, I should have stayed much longer than I sh- um uh, than I did. Um, I signed at fourteen. By the time I was seventeen, I left. So it was uh, but yeah, I should have stayed because I had an, another two three years left in my contract but um by the time i turned 17 i turned pro and then that's when i left liverpool i signed for wolverhampton for on a three-year contract and then uh yeah that was pretty much the start of my of my um my professional career so so yeah man. how did your actual professional career go because i can imagine like you know when you watch like sky sports you see all these players getting these big transfers and you're 17 years old yeah let's be serious 17 years old big transfer from liverpool to wolverhampton professional contract i can imagine it went to your head you must have been on top of the world. Nah, not really, you know. Because um, it sounds bad, but I should have actually stayed at Liverpool. My agent at the time was like, no, nah, you should go, etc." But I was like, all right, you know what, no problem. Um, but I should have actually stayed. But at the time, I was like, you know what, I just want to play football. Um, regardless, no, um, no matter where it is, I just want to play football. So um, looking back on it now, I think it was the wrong move. Mm-hmm. Not because of the club or anything like that, but because of the where I was at the time as well. So I don't think it was it was the right move, but it happened. It happened. Um went over there. Um to be fair, that's when the the beginning of my of my injury pretty much started from there. So that was uh yeah, it was it was a history back then, man. The beginning of the in, obviously talking about your injuries right now, because again, I see loads of footballers breaking their ACLs, hurting their knees. Yeah. How did you handle that? Like, because that must have been a real, that must have took a lot of mental pressure for yourself, knowing that you have to produce goals, assists, but you're injured and you can't play. Yeah, no, to be fair, my first year at Wolves was was great. I had an amazing um, first year. 
And then anything after that, and then my, this was so, it was, this was hilarious. And then my second year, um, the first game of the seasons, I did an, an amazing preseason. And then the first game of the season was against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge mm-hmm. um, for the reserve. And then um, in a warm up, I do this. It was the weirdest injury. I, like, I jumped and I just landed and then my shin was just hurting for some reason. Um, I didn't play that game. And then um, the next day, I went. I went to I went to see the physio, and then it was still hurting. Nobody knew what the injury was. Nobody mm-hmm. like knew. It. We went down to London to see some of the best um, doctors. Nobody could even find out where it was. And then um, it wasn't until months and months we did so many um, scans, etc. And then we found out that it was actually a hairline split between my shin bone like that muscle it was like a hair like literally a hairline split wow so you can't operate on it and you kind of just have to wait until it heals itself so i was out for like seven months seven months seven months i barely played that whole season and then the next season because it was my final year i had to pretty much play to earn another contract so mm-hmm. it was yeah it was it was a complete disaster i'd say man. But hearing having these type of injuries yeah i know it can be too much in your mind like it can really break you down and I can tell obviously the person you are now is very different to who you was before so oh, you've yeah, gone 100%. from that superstar footballer to now a superstar artist so you're telling me was it because of the injuries while you transitioned or did you just stop loving football how did it work <sighs> the trans you, you know what I'll be completely honest like the transition wasn't it wasn't like um like anything that that I planned or anything like that. I didn't even plan to stop playing football. So it wasn't like anything that I, I planned or like, yeah, I'm gonna stop this and gonna get into art. It was, nah, I didn't have anything else. Uh, um, I didn't have a club I was playing for. Like I was playing like part-time um, for like small clubs, etc. But, and I didn't have no money as well. Like yeah. no money coming in. Um, so everyone think now like, oh yeah, I switch. Um, my profession because of the passion or anything like that. No, it wasn't. I was broke. I was broke. I was nah, like 100% honest. I was broke. So it's like I needed to. I needed like a way out to like to to you know to hustle to try and find a way. You know what I'm saying to put um to bring some money in, and then that's when I pretty much started. Okay, I knew how to draw slightly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean a little bit. So I was like, all right. Um, some people I knew are like, you know what, I'm gonna, if you got any trainers, et cetera, just give it to me. I do yeah. a little bit of drawing on it for like 20, 30 pounds. And then that 20, 30 pounds, it went on to, to 50, 70, 80. And then, and then, you know, that became a little side hustle. I was like painting on trainers, you know, and then um, we went on and then that kind of grew, grew, grew. And then um, I transitioned from trainers to, to canvas and then, you know that went on and went on and went on and went on. So that was pretty much that the transition. I'd yeah. say, do you know what I mean? So, so yeah. Hearing that transition, that that's deep. Like that's very deep. You're talking about obviously making all this money playing football. Then you go through a broke stage. Then obviously Correct. now you start painting. But I can tell this is all because of a hustler's mentality. Like, honey, how did you come up with this hustler's mentality? Has it always been in you, or is it just something what grew on you because you needed to make money urgently? Nah, you know what. Well, when you don't have a way out, like you got nothing else to do, it's mm-hmm. it's um it's amazing what your mind can actually do and the things that you can, um, the resources that you can literally find from anything. Do you know what I mean? So it's like from going from playing football with some of the people that you see on TV today, the Raheem Sterling's, Luke Shaw, um, Chubak, from all those guys, from to going from that to basically sitting on my couch in my mom's house yeah. with like, like having nothing, like you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, you know, that can really do, you know, that can really like to create a monster from you, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know what you're capable of doing, but you can't do it. So, yeah. so you need to find another, like another way out. So yeah, from then on, I was like, okay, what can I actually do? What I'm actually good at? Like, what can I tap into? And then, yeah, art was literally, like, the first thing that came to mind. I was like, okay, I can actually draw. Let me see if I can do some stuff on trainers. And then that became, like, a little uh, uh, um, 
a side hustle, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. of, yeah. So so art was 100% my first choice because I s- simply just knew how to draw. Yeah. That was, it, it was, that was that. I just knew how to draw and that was uh, my first choice. I'm like, all right, let's, um, let's create something, man. Let me ask you something now, mm-hmm. because I can imagine at the time when you're playing football, you're a superstar. Everyone believes in Mr. Molly. Obviously, he's playing for, you represent England, all these teams yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Then when you transitioned into painting, you must have had a lot of people not believing in you. Did yeah. that fuel you to make sure that you do make it in your industry? Or what would you say? To be fair, at first, I, like, I can still remember this like it was yesterday. I, I remember the first thing that I actually ever made, I must have posted on my old Instagram page. And then like 10 minutes later, I deleted it. I like, I know how people are going to receive it. Like, a lot of people are going to say I failed in football, so that's why I'm doing this, etc. So, yeah, there was a, like, a scared mentality there that I was like, okay, I don't want people to 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 think that I failed in in um football, so that's why I'm doing this, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was it was that, but I was, I was 100%, like, it was just that hustle of mentality where I was like, you know what, regardless of what I'm going to do, I'm just going to make it out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I don't care what people say. And uh, I'm just glad that I stuck by it. That's, that's one thing I'll say. With this, is a complete different industry. How did you actually adapt to the art industry? Because I can imagine at the beginning now, you start painting on canvases and then mm-hmm. obviously you branched off into getting your paintings into galleries. Correct. H- how did you do that? Like, how did you go from <laughs> painting on canvases to a gallery? You know what? At first, I didn't know. Like, it took me a while to actually get my art into uh, galleries because I had to really, like, prove my worth. Mm-hmm. and to create the brand as well so um that's pretty much of what i was doing um for like i started i moved to manchester when i um what in 2018 mm-hmm. and that's when i pretty much started that's when like my my art career started and um i didn't get my first artwork into a gallery until 2000 and 2000 and, oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that was so it took me a, like a long time to really build my the brand. So by the time that my work was in galleries, you know, um, the name is somewhat already established. You know what I mean, so yeah, it, it really took me um, a, a long time, and not just that as well to really understand the business side of things as well. So it's not just like it's not just like. Yeah, I'm an artist. I'm just gonna pay and hopefully somebody find my art and etc. Well, now nah, I really looked at it as as a business as well. So I'm not just an artist. I'm also I'm also a business. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So that's how I pretty much look, um, I've looked at it, and then that's how I was able to um, differentiate it too, and then kind of bring them back together and be like, okay, it's a business. Or, or, sorry, I love creating but it's also a business at the same time as well yeah so i need to look at it um as such so yeah that's um that was that man one thing i would definitely say people about him this is very inspirational the reason why i'm saying it's inspirational is because he's gone down one path and he's ended up in another but the whole point is he's shown pure resilience and when i mean resilience like this guy he is really a motivator for a lot of young people because I know there's a lot of people who want to start their own fashion brands. There's people who want to start their own businesses. There's people who want to be artists, but they just don't know how to do it. What advice would you give to people who want to break into this industry? Into the art industry? Into the art industry. Um, you really got to know what you're doing and you really, got, you really have to know the difference between a creator and the business side of things. Yeah. And uh, once you know those two things, okay, that you're not just a, a creator where you just love to create. There's a bunch of people that know how to create. There's a bunch yeah. of people that know how to, uh, I'm, like, I know so many people that know how to paint much better than me, um, et cetera, but they have to understand that that's just literally like 20% of it. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is, it's about how the brand looks. What's the, um, the value of your work. Yeah. How do you present yourself? How do you put your work out there? Um, and to really be able to build your, you know, your network as well. Who have you sold your work to? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about, yeah, my, you know, my product is great or uh, my service is amazing or whatever. That's not, like, that's not it. Like, it's the other things that, you know, the boring stuff that 
people don't really want to do but that's the that's what's gonna you know that's what's gonna separate you from everybody else yeah it's 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 if you if you're able to get that right yeah you're gonna you're gonna be different compared to everybody else that's um in your field 100%. And that's actually true because I can see there's a lot of, like, again, if I scroll on my actual feed on my Instagram, I see loads of artists. I see loads of people painting. Yeah. I see loads of amazing people, but mm. they just haven't blown up, to, like, again, to the level where you are. Mm. Like, how would you say you blew up? Is it because of your clientele, like, who you've had in the recent, or is it because of your brand itself, what you've built? To be fair, I'm blessed because of uh, because of my background in um in um football so i was able to tap into that do you know what i mean so yes it was a little bit i wouldn't say easier but because of um the people that i know and the people that i played with etc but i still had to have a product good enough for them to endorse do you know what i mean yeah. so um so all i did was just tap into my network and people that i knew and uh yeah that was pretty much the only thing i did and then from then on i was like okay this is going good now let's take it a step further let's see if we can go into galleries you know so that's what um so i knew if i had to do that then i had to pretty much learn the business side of things as well so it's not just about um painting all day in my house or studios no it's about okay understanding how the industry work yeah and to be able to place yourself in the right time i'm sorry in the right places at the right time and um, to really be able to surround yourself with the right people as well, and having a team that believes in you, and that can they can see the vision and really be able to take you to the next level. So yeah. that's the most uh, to me that's the most important thing. One touch point there, you just obviously spoke about your team. I mm. can imagine at the beginning you was by yourself. How is it looking yeah, yeah. now? Have you expanded your team? How many people is in? Your no, it's not that many people. I've got one person. That's it, mm -hmm. uh, Josh. So he's my he's he he handles everything. That I, I don't want to handle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He deals with everything I don't want to deal with. So he deals with obviously with uh, contracts and okay. um, invoices and and um, discussion with uh, um, um, the galleries, etc. But um, because he like he's good at that, I just like to focus on what I'm good at as well. So as a team, we'll come together and and we make magic. Do you know what I mean? So it works well. So. Also, I had to be man enough to be like, okay, I'm not, um, I know I'm not good at that, so I'm gonna yeah. get somebody that's really good at it to be able to deal with that and and to give him that power and be like, you know what, you deal with that, I trust you, I'm gonna do what I'm good at, yeah, and he trusts me to be able to do what I'm good at as well, and um, and yeah, and to, that's pretty much a team, and a team doesn't have to be, you know, a group of 10, 20 people. A team can be like one extra person. That's it. That's true. Like when I look at your business structure and like even all your paintings, like online, I would think you probably got about 100 people working for you because I can imagine it's a lot of pressure having to deal with a lot of your clients as well, isn't it? Correct. 100%. Um, it's it's a lot of pressure. Like I was always speaking then, I got a DM from a a Premier League footballer. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. You get a lot of pressure. You have to deliver. It's not just about... Um, the work is also how good the work in, um, how good the work is, and how you can, and elevate in every step of the way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like you have to stay, literally, stay on top of things. Um, Twenty light is literally. I work from Monday to Monday. Monday to Monday. Monday to Monday. Every every day, even on my day off, I don't even have days off but even when i'm like oh you know i'm just gonna take a break but it's not really a break because my mind is still thinking mm -hmm. about okay what's next yeah where can we go where can we take the work where who who can we work with who can we collaborate do you know what i mean so it's 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 uh it's literally non-stop do you know what i mean see what you just said there about pretty much pretty much you're always going like you're never yeah, ever stopping 100 and i can imagine that is very different to when you was a footballer so obviously i can imagine you still have to work very hard but i know having your own business there's no days off Literally. there's no days off and the, um the lifestyle um are almost completely the opposite of mm. each other so it's like as a um any athlete would tell you it's like your schedule is pretty much made for you so you know okay monday we need to report at half eight Mm -hmm. at the training ground and then we'll train for an hour and a half and then we've got gym and then after that we'll have we might have the um, double session you know latest by three by 3 p.m you're home mm -hmm. uh, normally by like half one 
your home. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, and then you know, on Saturdays you have game, or Tuesday night you have game. So your schedule is pretty much made for you, like for like two weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you know exactly where you need to be, uh, where you need to report. Now my life is like every day is something else will come up. Like it's it's, it's like I'll just be be there chilling oh yeah if you need to be here <laughs> you need to travel here you need to go there oh it's like it's literally non-stop it's like it's, every day is different um but to be fair i get a lot more freedom as well yeah you know i mean so I, I get a lot um if i if i'm tired i'm like, you know what i'm just gonna go hide there i want to go to 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 paris for the weekend i want to go to dubai and i need to go here like i can do that because i can still work from there do you know what i mean yeah so it's like um so i get a lot more freedom um, with what I do now compared to when I was playing football and uh, and my success and that's the most important thing as well a lot of people don't realise like my success today is based on how much how smart and how much I work Yeah. as opposed to playing football like you can train from like all week you can train like the like the best in in a whole squad mm-hmm. come Saturday you don't get picked you're like that must be a burden what's going on do you know what I mean so it's like it, it's um yeah, so that's why a lot of people don't understand as well. It's like your success as as an athlete, somewhat you're not hundred percent in charge of that because you can be the best. It it can take what, one injury or one manager that don't like you, and the next yeah. thing you know, you like your sideline. So it's not. So now I'm pretty much in. I wouldn't say in control of my own destiny, but it's you know it's it's um I somewhat dictate my terms as well in terms yeah. of what I do on a day to day. Um, basis, do you know what I mean? Obviously, being a business owner, again, you do have your own rules, but again, it is a lot of yeah. work. I and mean, everyone understands that, especially if you are looking to come into business, people, honestly, you need to know that it's not easy. Nah. It's a lot of time consuming, and you also have to come up with new projects, new ideas, and loads of things like that. Because I heard you just say, obviously, you could fly to Paris. I can imagine you're doing galleries in different countries and things like that, is that correct? Um, yes, not so much um, um, at the moment, but yeah, we're going to tap into different countries, Saudi Arabia, um, Japan, um, Switzerland. So yeah, we're going to be doing shows pretty much all over the globe. But um, So yeah, so that's definitely in the work. So yeah, so that's... Um, it's li- but in terms of clients, we have clients like um, New York, LA. Yeah, yeah, got clients all over the um, all over the place. So you always have to make sure that even just in terms of um, the communication as well. So it's, it's you know you always have to make sure that you're always somewhat available for when they're also available. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to go back and forth. Um, so yeah, but honestly, I could, I wouldn't like um, I love doing it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's uh. Every day is a new challenge. Every day is the sign is going on, and then you you basically have to adapt. You have to, you know, there's a lot to do. You know? There's a lot. There's as a long lot as you've do. got the passion for it, you should. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's what it is with that. If you love it, that's what matters. You know what I mean? So, yeah. With this, obviously, what you're talking about now, having this passion for this art and drawing. One thing, I think, not only I want to know, but I think everyone wants to know. The prices, because I can imagine this is not for the everyday people, is it? The prices of this art. What the originals? Yeah. Listen, I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? You know what? He's not gonna tell us the exact price. Nah, to be fair, what I'll say though. One thing I'll say that is like every year my price is going up. Like every like we, we can see um the charts, like every year my price is going up. I think when I first started, like let's say from my price from twenty eighteen I'm sorry, from like twenty um 2019 for example mm-hmm. compared to 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 what it is today it's it's like it's mad yeah yeah it's mad. so like, let's I, say i wanted a portrait drawn of myself let's say double the size of this pillow right here yeah that's too small too, we don't even do that normal okay let's say triple the triple the size mm. a portrait of myself cool, with a cool. crown looking fly as hell how much would that run for oh that's gonna run you at least that's gonna run you at least 50. At least, at least um, 15,000, bro. 15,000? 15, yeah. 15,000 people. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. For a, th- This is the level of the art we're talking about. Portraits are 15,000. Goodness me. Yeah, man. That's... Yeah, the press is going up. The press is going up. Listen, next year is going to be at least 30. 30? So if you want something, you need to holler at me right now. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, I need discount. That's all I know. If you're on this podcast, I want damn discount, people, because nah, don't, don't worry, I got you. I got you. Nah, nah, nah. But it's a blessing, though, you know what I'm saying? Because um, the work is going up, obviously, 
um the work is getting better as well so mm -hmm. every every day we're creating um the value in our work so we make sure that our clients they know for what they're buying that it's not it's not um a liability it's actually an asset so it's like almost like buying um something that you know that it's gonna appreciate in time yeah you know i mean it's n like oh is it's not a safe i wouldn't say it's a safe bet but it's all you know it's almost a safe bet so I'll, as long as the artist is is elevating is um and yeah you don't really lose um money in it to be fair so i understand that so invest 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 <laughs> definitely invest 100 percent invest what would you say is your actual future vision so I don't want to ask that cliche question, what you do in the next five years. No, I want to say, what's the next level you're looking to take your business to? Because we already know you've been in the galleries in different countries. What's the next level for you? What are you thinking? For me, to be fair, ah, you know what? I don't like to make plans in terms of like, oh yeah, um, you know, in 10 years, I need to do that, except I need to do that, et cetera. For me, it's about, it's about, it's about, maximizing the potential that we have mm -hmm. as a, business and also and also as a brand if we if every year we we can see that okay this year with um sorry if last year we did this this year we need to do it even bigger do you know what i mean so it's like every year we just um we just need to do if we've done an amazing show for last year if this year we need to do it even a bigger show okay if the following year we need to do it in this country we need to do it in that yeah. country so and then by the time you know in five years you realize that you've done more than what you actually set out to actually do if if that makes sense because yeah. every year you're just um focusing on doing much better than you did of last year as opposed to saying yeah in five years i want to do this i want to do that but yeah that's pretty much how, how i like to handle you know of my work and also my business as well Obviously, uh, if we have goals that we want to do, you know what I'm that, that we yeah. want to achieve um, as a team, but um, me personally, is it's about okay, let's just keep improving every single year, um, and if we do that, everything else will come naturally. This mindset you've got, I think, it is really good, especially for young people, because you've transitioned from the lifestyle of the footballer to a top artist, but you're also a businessman. Like I hear yeah. you obviously talking about your brand. I know you obviously do your paintings. What else do you sell as well to your clients? What else do I sell to um, to my clients? Yeah. In terms of, to uh, so be fair, we're doing a lot, like a lot of stuff at the moment. So we're going to tap into sculptures. Uh, yeah, we're going to tap into a lot of things, but, um, my clients always have come in to me and asking me for, you know, that's why I love my clients so much because it's like every, um, if whenever I get new clients, it's like they're also challenging me to do different things I haven't done before. So they'll ask me, oh, yeah, is this possible? Yeah, like, and then I'm like, oh, I haven't actually done that before. So there's that back and forth as well. So that I like as well. So, yeah, um, my clients will come to me with new ideas and they were like, oh, yeah. Oh, can I do this? Can I do that? I'm like, I haven't done it, but let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and more time than none, we execute it to a high level, man. Definitely. And you that's know, the key. That's the key. Going to the next level, 100%. I'm always with personal growth and personal development and obviously making your business a lot better. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I need to know, what advice would you give to the people who are upcoming and who are dreaming to become artists? What advice would you aim at them? What advice would I would I give them to just do it? Mm -hmm. I know it sounds very like like very simple or very like like cliche and whatnot, but if you have an idea, as opposed to just waiting to to um, as opposed to if waiting until you have everything in your mind figured out before you even start. Like I started, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like, I was I was just painting. I didn't even yeah. know what I was painting. I was using the wrong um medium i was painting oil paint and i didn't even know what oil paint was as opposed to using acrylic yeah so like i remember my first ever painting was in oil i was like it took me it took a month to literally dry i was like why is it not drying and i realized oh it's it's oil paint it doesn't actually dry straight away yeah so so i didn't even know what i was doing so and then um but whilst i was doing it of what i was doing is i was learning i was gaining experience i was okay i did that that's wrong okay Let's change it up. You know what I'm saying. So, but if I didn't start that, if I was waiting in my mind until until, okay, now I got it. Now it's completely um figured out in my in my head. Let's start. 
I would have never gained the experience that yeah. I got, if that makes sense. So even now, if looking back at my, um, the work that I did in, in 2019 compared to my work now, I mean, I'm like, it's it's almost like two different artists. Two. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, um, it's all about having the experience. So if you if if you're debating with yourself in terms of like, or oh, if I should start or not, just do it. Just do it, and um, you're gonna to gain the experience, and then and 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 yeah, and then by the time you look up, you, you would have been much um further than you would have been if you didn't start. I get you. How would you say arts actually played in your life for when it comes to your personal growth? Um, it helped, um, I'd say it helped me to think different. Mm-hmm. It helps me um, to be more, a lot more, a lot more, I'm a calm person, but it, it helps me to be a lot more calmer. It helps me to not um, to focus on the things that matters. So if I feel stressed, yeah. if I feel... Um, if I have anxieties, I just go to the studio and just stay there all day. Um, sometimes I even stay there all night. I, I'm there just because it's just me playing music and yeah. painting. That's it. Nobody else. I got no other thought. So that was the same feeling I had when I was used to play football. So I, I, like I've been training, just training, just me, you know, the the goal and then just shooting. You know what I'm saying? So that was like my, my safe space. So obviously when I lost that... Um, art became that for me, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'll just go to a studio and just and and just paint really. And that helped me, you know, um with anxiety, stress, or anything like that, do you know what I mean? So yeah, hundred percent help, man. If I didn't have that, man, I'd be going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know you said obviously if you didn't have this, you would have kind of lost your mind. Yeah. I can imagine most definitely as well. Like I can I can see this as like a form of healing for yourself, isn't it? Like when you're in your own zone, you're painting, you're really just concentrating, you just want to create something amazing for the world. Is it more like a healing sort of thing? Is it more like a healing? Um, yeah, 100%. Um, it definitely is because like art to me is a process, right? It's yeah. a process. It's like when I'm painting, for example, if I'm doing a commission or if I'm painting for the gallery to sell it, um, the only part that I get for myself is while I'm creating. The moment that painting or that piece is completely done, it doesn't belong to me anymore. That belongs oh. to the, to everybody else. So the, the time that I get to myself is while I'm actually creating that particular um, yeah. piece. Do you know what I mean? So the moment that's done, I have no longer connection with it. It's It doesn't even belong to me. So when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I don't even remember literally making that piece, you know what I mean? Because the connection is not even there anymore. So the connection I have with the pieces is when I'm actually making it. The moment that's done, all right, next, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah so that's the only time I get to myself and, and that's the only time I actually, I'm actually at peace when I'm creating. Um, don't get me wrong, some pieces are extremely stressful to create, <laughs> uh, a little bit more complex than others, but, it, you know, it is what it is. But I love it, regardless of... Um, um, the simplicity or or the or um how complicated it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're all the same to me. You know what I mean? So but the moment that's done, that belongs to the world, doesn't belong to me anymore. How long do these paintings tend to make as well? Like when you make a double the size of that, like are these done quickly or these take like about nah. a week to create, two weeks to create? Some pieces has taken me years because of it's not just about me going to the studio and start painting. Yeah. Is it's it's literally months before that. It's the, oh, okay, it's the idea. So it's like it's the idea, the concept, the the um how and the and then thinking about it, do you know what I mean? So it's like um coming up with the hardest part is coming up with the idea and yeah. the, actually the concept. Um and then once that's somewhat clear, then that's when I go to the studio and actually you know, um an idea or a concept could take me literally weeks, sometimes even months, yeah, to just come up with the right concepts and then executing that, you know, it it could be a week or uh it could be a week, it could be um two weeks, could be, you know, sometimes even a month, depending on how big or complicated it is, you know what I mean? So yeah. Man. Oh it de- all depends really, I'd say. Oh depends, but yeah, it's the idea. That that's the hardest part. It's the idea and uh and the concepts yeah. to come up with that. That's, yeah. Because, yeah, I've looked at some of your paintings. They're, they're very bespoke and they're unique. They're not just like, oh, a picture of a flower or a picture of a man. Like, these are using different colours, using different shades, using different sizes. And I think it's really amazing. Mm. Like, this is what's 
different between you and the other artists I've seen out here. And I definitely think that's the reason why you are like the top of the world, the top <laughs> of England when it comes to this stuff. You're trying, man. Give you the full ratings for this. But for people who obviously are, let's say they're interested in obviously getting a piece from you, how do they mm. get in contact with you? Is it directly through social media or do you have a website where you sell it? How? You yeah, I've obviously directly through um, social media. Obviously, I've got my email there as well. Um, but yeah, if normally if most of my work will come through either social media or um, the gallery that I work with, um, Aquantis, um, they're based in London, so normally that um, they'll go through them, or they'll come to me directly, or they'll go through um, Josh. Um, all varies. Yeah, you, you'll be extremely surprised um, of what people would do, or even emails. I'm not the best. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not the best. <laughs> I'm not the best when it comes to emails because I'm, you know, because I'm on phone all the time. But when it comes to emails, I'm just not the best. I reply. You know what? I, emails, man. I, I believe that. Should I tell you the reason why? Because I probably emailed you about six times yeah, and I did not get a response. <laughs> I did not get a response from this guy. The only way I got a response from him, I had to keep calling him like I was his side chick. It yeah, was yeah, you bad. have to call me. You have to call me. Like, I don't know why. Like, to me, a conversation that we can be, like, we can have in two minutes on the phone, it can take days. So I'm like, let's just have a two minute conversation. You call me, I answer the phone, let's get it over and done with it. <laughs> That's, that's the truth. He's hard to get hold of, but I think again, if just you call it like yeah. If anyway, like the best form, of, like I like calling. Like I can get a text from someone. I just look at it, and I wait for them to call me. I won't even reply back to the text. I don't know why because I'm like, because if I start to go back, if we start, unless I like obviously we're both extremely busy. Of course, yeah. we'll go back for um, we'll go back and forth. But if 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 I'll just wait until you're free, call me. Let's have a conversation. In two minutes. And it's done with as opposed to going back through back and forth and text etc like a lot of my friend they hate that i'm sure you hate that as well but not, i got a lot of friends that literally hate like they, they hate i'll call them i don't like i don't respect at times i don't respect people's sleep they, like i'll call go. them in the middle of the night if i'm a, <laughs> if i'm it's a, the truth because i've messaged it let me look at my phone right now i've messaged this guy about six times no response then i call him and he answers the phone in two seconds so he does it on purpose, but you know what? If you still want to get hold of him, definitely reach out to him via email or go straight to social media. Yeah, 100%. His pieces are excellent. You get a response. That's... <laughs> I just don't know when. <laughs> but what would you say is your actual favourite piece out of your whole art journey? What's your most iconic piece you've made? Oh, man. Uh, wow, wow, wow. I don't know, you know? Uh, that's a hard... That's a tough question. Have you got any of them what really is like, wow, I actually done One of the pieces, like, it has to be one of the latest pieces I've done. It was... It's, um, it's, it's a Banksy. It's a... Um, I think it's a flower. Um, it's the man throwing um, the flower. I love that piece so much. I, like, I remade it, obviously, in, in my own way. But that's... In my studio, that's, like, the biggest piece I've done. I think it's, like, two and a half meter by two and a half meal or something like that is, is absolutely Ooh. massive so I I got that in my studio that's not even for sale yeah that's not even for sale bro <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of it <laughs> I was actually thinking about it that yeah that's not even for sale so obviously of course everything for sale for the right price you know what I'm saying? but well I wouldn't even I wouldn't even I wouldn't even like the day I sell that piece I would, I would it would hurt me but that's one of my favorite pieces because it's probably the biggest piece I've that I've um I've ever done. But it's also my favorite piece. So um I'm waiting to move house and that's gonna be the first um furniture that's Ooh. gonna go in the house the without one. even any couch or anything like that. Is I I I will get a house just to fe <laughs> just to put that piece in the house. That's the main one. Yeah, man, that's the that's probably my favorite piece. It's a black and yellow, very simple, but it's um. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite pieces, man. I would say that. Nah, I, I got loads, but it's um, yeah. As you as you've got your iconic pieces, I know that's very important. What would you actually say now, coming back to yourself, with your iconic pieces and all these things you've mm. done? Have you got any artists who've actually inspired you on your journey, or who you look up to? Like, wow. This yeah, is man. Like, even on my um, on my in my in my um, my wall, um, my screensaver is. Well, Banks, um, sorry, um, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Sh show the camera. Let, let, let oh, yeah, 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 you can see it. Sh oh, show the on. camera. Oh, my mum even called me saying, so you see. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, mum, I'll call you back. Um, yeah, so Andy Warhol. Mm -hmm. um, the likes of uh, um, Jean-Michel Basquiat, um, Keith Haring, um, Picasso's, of course. Um Especially Basquiat, he's probably he's probably my favorite artist because of uh, 
well, I wouldn't say because he's black, but <laughs> <laughs> is that one reason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be one. Obviously, not because of that, but um, because his work was was literally exceptional. Yeah, I mean, he's um, he was one of the first one to do the type of work that he's um done. So he's uh, yeah, he's probably my in art anyway. He's probably one of my biggest like inspiration. I read. I read every single book. Yeah, I watch every single doc, um, documentary um, of his. So yeah, he's definitely one of, my, if not the biggest inspiration um, in my art journey. One hundred percent. People who do these things, I think it's always good to have someone who inspires you, or always have a. You have to. You have mentor. to. It's important. One hundred percent. You need to know someone who's already in the game and who's already done it, so you can really learn from them. Correct. And you talking about these individuals, I can imagine. Though I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really into art like that, so mm. I haven't seen their work. But I can imagine it's outstanding. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Those guys are, yeah. That work is on a whole different level. John. Is that your goal? Do you want to be the face of art when it comes to the UK? Like your long term? Not just goal? in the UK. I, 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 I don't really care much to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, like for me, it's about making the best possible art mm-hmm. that I can make, or not just art, but to create the best. Um, work that I can create. Do you know what I mean? To me, yeah. that's the most important thing. And obviously, to have a um, to leave a legacy behind um, that I can be proud of. Do you know what I mean? So, um, if whether that's just in UK or globally, you know what I mean. I want people to recognize me when I go to you know Singapore, when I go yeah. Japan, or you know. Um, you don't want to introduce yourself UAE. anymore. You just want to walk in, and then they'll be like, "Boom!" Exactly. Okay. They just want to. I just want to walk in, and yeah, that's the yeah, that's him. That's fire. You see that right there, people? You don't need to introduce yourself anymore. You want to get to that level where you just walk and people know who you are and it's all because of your accomplishments. Yeah, 100%. And I'm not the type to um, to talk too much as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just like to do the work. Do you know what I mean? I don't Silent. really like to, to explain too much of my work. I just like, okay. I like when people see it, to see, um, you know, to feel how they feel or to for them to make their own inter- um, interpretation of my work. So, yeah. you know, that, you know, I just let my work to be free. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 100%, man. You know what? Today has been an absolutely outstanding show. Speaking to Boogie is, it's been great because obviously he knows what he's doing. He is a great role model for the young people who are looking to come up and really want to get involved in art because even my niece, she loves art as well. Yeah. I might have to show you your page, but obviously the prices of his art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to pay for it. Most of you, I know the art is not cheap, but the whole point of this, people really like, don't ever stop because he's gone from one world of football, stopped because of injury, then he's transitioned to another world and he's blown up. I can imagine you must have went through. Did you go through any hard times in your art career, like where, let's say, you wasn't really selling any of your pieces because you was new? Ah, oh, bro, it's uh, <laughs> there was more hard time than there was good time. <laughs> Are you telling that much? Uh, yeah, well, it was um. Oh, it was it was yeah it was there was a time actually I, I don't think I told him this as well um there was a time I did my like my first ever show in two um beginning 2019 so that was like mm-hmm. January the end of um January 2019 I did my first show in Manchester just to introduce myself to the city pretty much obviously a few people came um that I met um that I'm still obviously I'm um um friends with uh still and then, I, but I remember I did like twenty pieces or something like that for the show. I didn't sell one. I didn't sell one at the show, That's right? Burner. So, and then um, obviously I didn't have much money as well. I think I had like a thousand pound in my account at the time, or um, or something like that. And then, um, so I knew that I needed to sell some work to be able to pay next month rent, or just to be able to survive. I told you, yeah. I mean. Um, and then I was like, oh, bro, I've, I've got a month rent. I don't even know what I'm gonna do for the month of um, because that m- month was the end of December, so that month, I'm um, sorry, the end of um, January, so that was already paid off. So I needed, obviously, I had um, February rent, but I needed March rent. Yeah. Right. And then um, I remember like, I was like, bro, I got, I got nothing, bro. Jeez. I need to sell some work. And then um, it, and then obviously like. I kept trying, I kept trying, like nobody was buying it. Like nobody was buying anything. Come um come the end of March now, I still haven't sold any work, right? 
and here I am, I'm panicking. I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to pay rent. You, you know what I mean? At the end of the month, um, et cetera. And it comes, this is literally the 30th, the day that I'm supposed to pay rent. Yeah. Right? I got no money. Whew. No money at all. So here I am thinking, all right, I need to message my, or call my landlord. Just saying, you know, just give me extra time. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till 6 p.m. to see if I can do something. I didn't want to call anybody to ask him for money or anything like that. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I don't know. Man. I'm just going to try and sell some work. <laughs> just say, I would sell the work for like 200 pounds if I could. I was like, just yeah. bring in some, some money. And I must remember, I received, I don't know, um, a painting for Andre, um, Andre Gray, um, yeah. like months prior. Like um the big um the end of um 2018 I believe I must have done some work for him and then uh, I knew there was a piece that I still had that he was interested in right mm. so I must have I was like this is like 7 p.m. right um I must have just DM'd him I'm like bro I got this artwork I knew that you wanted it it's Jeez. it's it's there I was like you know what let me just uh, and next thing I know, literally half an hour later, he sent me back a DM, like he messaged me back. He was like, Oh yeah, yeah, that piece. I want it, bro. He was like, How much? He um he was like, How much? I'm like, so my rent at the time was eight seven five, and then obviously I needed extra, you know what I'm saying, for like to buy food, etc. When I said I had zero in my account, I had, <laughs> I didn't even have a pound, bro. Jesus. And then um he must have messaged me back straight away. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I want it. How much? So I'm like, it's fifteen hundred. So I was like, right, cool. You know what I, mean? I was like, he's probably not even going to reply because I, I don't know, man. Yeah. And then he texts me back saying, yeah, no problem. Whew, the money's in your account. I go and check my account. The mo- Like 1500 is in my account. He sent you the money literally, like Literally, like literally, like the moment he said, yeah, because he, because he already had my bank data from the last purchase, right? Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, if the money's in your account. I looked at my account literally Fifteen hundred. I think I cried that day. Like literally fifteen hundred. I'm like, well, here I am. I was gonna call my landlord to be like, yo, if you can give me extra time, etc. Yeah. So, um, yeah, literally fifteen hundred. I remember I literally sent um eight seven five to my landlord, and the rest of it I went straight to Sainsbury to buy some foods, some grocery. And then at that point, I was I like, from that day, I told myself like, I will never be in that um situation again. I just went like crazy from that point on, and I was mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I just went, I just, like, my work rate, it went from literally from, like, on a whole different level. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember when I um I met with Andre last year, and then um I even told him the story, because he even, like, he didn't even know, like, of what he did for me, like, for that day. So, I remember I must have told him, he was, like, extremely surprised. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's, uh, yeah, I have to give a shout out to Andre Gray, man. Andre Gray. Yeah, Andre Gray is a real one. I'll tell you that much. You know what? A lot lot of people do go through these type of issues, like going through the time where they have no money to really invest in themselves to help grow their business and stuff like that. Mm. You saying this story, a lot of people don't even think, nah, he's never been through that, man. He's selling a million pieces. He's on top of the world. But people don't know the real hardship you have to go through to get to where you are now, innit? 100%. You have to go through them to to really be able to know what you're capable of, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And, um... Only time you know of, of, of what you're capable of is the moment you hit a rock bottom, and then yeah. you're either forced to either stay there or climb right back to the top. Do you know what I mean? Ooh, you know what? Say that statement again one more time. But I want you to look in the camera <laughs> and say that damn <laughs> statement. That's big. That's very big. <laughs> say that statement. You know, the moment, the only time you know of what you're really capable of is when you hit rock bottom. Yeah. And either forced to stay where you are or climb right back to the top, man. That's very true. When your back's against the wall, you have no other options. I think that's when you really do perform. Because oh, yeah, again, 100%. I've been through that same stage. Like when you talk through, obviously, about the moment where you had no money in account. Correct. I didn't really have that sort of experience. I had the experience of when I had a brain tumor. And that's how real it was. Mm. That's what I mean. Like when I had my brain tumor, that was the biggest thing ever. I remember I used to have long hair. I used to love my hair. I had to cut it off to get the surgery, to take the tumor out and things like that. Thanks. And I knew that's when my life was really at rock bottom. I was thinking, wow, I've got this huge scar on the side of my head. I don't mm. want to go out no more. I don't know how I'm going to be reacting. I bet even if you like type in my name on like on Google or something, like, it'll probably come up as classified as disabled or something like that. Because it was a truth. I had a disability. Yeah, this. correct. Not yeah, a lot yeah. of people know these things, but this no, is just no. to be real. When your back's against the wall, that's what builds character. 
and 100 that's the truth i agree man with 100%. his story he's going through a moment where he didn't have no money but look at him now he's he's one of the best in england and he's scaled his business to heights people can only imagine Mm. And I know it's going to continue right. growing as well. Ah, bro, we hope so, man. We hope so. Because <laughs> it's not going to stop anytime soon, bro. <laughs> I'm not going back to where I was. There you go. So, yeah, now we're just going to keep going and keep growing. That's the biggest thing. So, taking it every day as it comes, man. Do you know what I mean? So, so, yeah. Boogie, honestly, it was excellent having you today on this show. Thank you very much. Now, nah, my pleasure, out. man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, man. This is exciting. My first podcast as well. So, you made it. That, see, this guy, you he's always got to say this type of thing all the time. <laughs> All the time, say these type of statement. Do you have any final words for the audience? Uh, nah, listen. Anybody that's that's out there um, that want to jump into something that they have no idea how to start, um, no matter what industry you're in, uh, could be music, art, clothing, uh, whatever it may be, even a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. um, you don't need to be a genius to start. You know what I'm saying? If nobody was a genius in the beginning. Everybody just did it do you know what i mean yeah. so nobody's a genius in the beginning everybody just start and then in a you know uh and while you're doing it you, you gain experience you you learn um and then you go for ups and down but that's what's going to build you know character that's what's going to build who you are um so yeah i'll probably i'll just say you know just keep going and if you haven't start start just, there you go th- that's it man that's it see what boogie said there if you haven't started, you might as well start. That's 100%. Stay positive and always remain focused. Don't get distracted because there's always distractions in this world. But if you want to become someone, you need to make yourself become someone. And you have to put in the actions to do it. But stay again, focused. Stay focused. That's what I'm going to say. Stay focused. But today, again, a phenomenal show. Before we end the show, I need to say who the show is sponsored by. It's sponsored by the one and only beautiful Manscaped. So men, if you do have furry private areas, I advise you get your Manscaped. Make your wife and your partner very happy. Be smooth as ever. But today, thank you very much for watching the show. For all the information on Boogie, you can see that in the bottom in the description to all of his socials. If you want to get yourself a painting, I advise you contact him. But do not contact him if you don't have 50,000 and above. Because Oh, yeah, that's facts. You got to come correct. <laughs> <laughs> that is all playing. Jesus. All right. Thank you very much for watching, guys. See you in the next episode. Love, love, love.